Welcome to St. Stephen Lutheran Church in New Orleans, Louisiana. This is Sunday, April 10th, 2022, Palm Sunday, Sunday of the Passion. And we're back. <laughs> You've been waiting? I, you know, I came here an hour early, so where were you guys? And we're still late. That's all right. That's the big easy. So it's, uh, it is uh, Palm Sunday. Everybody have your palms? All right. Excellent. I, I don't have mine. I'm asking you, and I don't have a palm. That's okay, because I, I I probably, I'll probably put it in my eye or something. There's an extra. Okay. I got Thank you. Thank you. Well, well, what were you doing with two palms? I know she, you know, she did me a favor, and what did I do? Grouse at her. Well, that's right. I'm half German. <laughs> so Palm Sunday, uh, it it is in the. It, it looks a lot like a Good Friday uh, deal, but we do have Good Friday service six thirty. Uh, uh, what day is that? Friday. That would be on a Friday. Good Friday. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and so uh, uh, so it's a special service, and the choir is going to be involved in singing this, that, and the other thing. And we're going to have a, lo- a lot of readers. Uh, I might get up and read. Um, and uh, so our, but uh, uh, your orders, we don't. The order of service you can see is going to be like two oh eight, you know, around there when we get to communion. Um, and, uh, you know, some various and sundry parts of the liturgy. So keep your LSB handy. And with that, uh, we will, uh, we will begin. The next day, the great crowd had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it. As it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter daughter Zion. See, your, 
king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified, arose from the dead, did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. Opening him, 442.
name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness. Therefore you are feared. Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together, as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Almighty God, have mercy upon us. Forgive us our sins and lead us to our lasting life. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you and for his sake, forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. We pray together. Almighty God, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take our flesh upon him and to suffer death on the cross. Grant that we may share in his obedience to your will and in the glorious Savior of his resurrection through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated for the readings. Good morning. First reading from the 32nd chapter of Deuteronomy. The Lord will vindicate his people and relent concerning his servants when he sees their strength is gone and no one is left, slave or free. He will say, now where are their gods, the rock that they took refuge in? The gods who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offerings. Let them rise up to help you. Let them give you shelter. See now that I myself am he. There is no good, no God besides me. I put to death and I bring to life. I have wounded and I will heal. And no one can deliver out of my hand. This is the word of the Lord. And the second reading is from the second chapter of Philippines. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who began in very nature God and did not consider equality in, with God and something to be used uh, his, his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. And by take Taking the very nature of a servant, he made in human likeness. And being found in apprentice as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him 
to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name and that, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Lord to, God, to the glory of God the Father. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hymn 900. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 22nd and 23rd chapters. Glory to you, Lord. Now the festival of unleavened bread called the Passover was approaching, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus, for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot, one of the twelve, and Judas went to the chief priest and the officers of the temple guard and discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. They were delighted and agreed to give him money. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present.
Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? they asked. He replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters, and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asked, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make, res make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. This do, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed. But woe to the man who betrays me. They began to question among themselves which of them it might be who would do this. A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was considered to be greatest. Jesus said to them, The kings of Gentiles lord it over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you shall be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at table? But I am among you as one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials. I confer on you a kingdom, just as my father conferred one on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail, and you have turned back. Strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you know me. Then Jesus asked them, When I sent you out without purse, 
bag or sandals. Did you lack anything? Nothing, they answered. He said to them, but now if you have a purse, take it and also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. It is written, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And I tell you that this must be fulfilled in me. Yes, what is written about me is reaching its fulfillment. The disciple said, See, Lord, here are two swords. That's enough, he replied. We sing hymn 420, verse 1. Jesus prays on the Mount of Olives. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew from about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down, and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping, he asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Jesus arrested. While he was still speaking, a crowd came up, and the man who was called Judas one of the twelve was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus asked him, Judas, are you, paying me? Are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When Jesus' followers, followers saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of, the, and one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus answered, No more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the high priest, to the chief priests, the officers of the temple guard, and the elders who had come for him, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in the temple courts, and you did not lay a hand on me. But this is your hour when darkness reigns. We continue with hymn 320, verses 2 and 3. 
Peter disowns Jesus. Then seizing him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance. And when some there had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter also sat down with them. A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, this man was with him, but he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, you also are one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour, about an hour later, Another asserted, certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. The men who were guarding Jesus began mocking and beating him. They blindsided him and demanded, Prophecy, who hit you? And they said many other insulting things to him. priests and the teachers of the law met together and Jesus was led before them. If you are the Messiah, they said, tell us. Jesus answered, if I tell you, you will not believe me. And if I asked you, you would not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. They all asked, are you then Son of God? He replied, you say I am that. They said to him, why do we need any more testimony? We have heard it from his own lips. Then the whole assembly rose and led him off to Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We have found this man subverting our nation. He opposes payment of taxes to Caesar and claims to be Messiah, a king. So Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. Then Pilate announced to the chief priests and the crowd, I find no basis for a charge against this man. But they insisted. He stirs up the people all over Judea by his teaching. He started in Galilee and has come all the way here. On hearing this, Pilate asked if the man was a Galilean. When he learned that Jesus was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was greatly pleased, because for a long time he had been wanting to see him. From what he had heard about him, he hoped to see him perform a sign of some sort. He plied him with many questions, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the teachers of the law were standing there, vehemently accusing him. Then Herod and his soldiers ridiculed and mocked him. Dressing him in, in, in an elegant robe, they sent him back to Pilate. That day, Herod and Pilate became friends. Before this, they had been enemies. Pilate called together the chief priests and rulers 
and the people, and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was inciting the people to rebellion. I have examined him in your presence and have found no basis for your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he has sent him back to us, as you can see. He has done nothing to deserve death. Therefore, I will punish him, and then I will release him. But the whole crowd shouted, Away with this man! Release Barabbas to us! Barabbas had been thrown into prison for an insurrection in the city and for murder. Wanting to release Jesus, Pilate appealed to them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! For the third time he spoke to them, Why? What crime has this man committed? I have found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore, I will have him punished and then release him. But with loud shouts, they, insist they insistently demanded that he be crucified, and their shouts prevailed. So Pilate decided to grant their demand. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, the one they asked for, and surrendered Jesus to their will. We continue with verse, uh, verses 4 and 5 of hymn crucifixion of Jesus. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross uh, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, <clears throat> including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us and the and to the hills cover us for if people do these things when the tree is green what will happen when it is dry two other men both criminals were also led out with him 
to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. And they said, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. After uh, they offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There, there was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminals rebuked. Don't you fear God? He said, since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when, I, when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, truly, truly, you today will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. For the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Hymn 420, verses 6 and 7.
I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things, and one Lord Jesus Christ, the only God of Son of God, the God of the Father before all worlds, God, God, light of light, very God, very God, be God of my name, the universe of the Father, I am all things for me, who for us So let's, um, let me read something here. Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man, who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise you, O Christ. We sing hymn 444.
God's grace, His mercy, and His peace be multiplied to you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. But the other criminal rebuked him. Do you not fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are all under the same sentence. Are you aware of that? We show that when we come to church and we do the corporate confession where we stand up together and we all confess that we are poor, miserable sinners. It doesn't matter whether we think that we are winning or not. That is not the point. The point is that some 2,000 years ago, God decreed that a man, his only son, would hang on the cross and say, God, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And isn't that the way it continues? The disciples are there with Jesus, and Jesus changes around the Paschal meal, the Passover meal. He changes the meaning of it, and he makes it a will and testament of his body and his blood that we still hold today, that we will partake in. And it goes back to the time when the children of Israel were enslaved and they begged for God to free them. And God, with many signs and wonders, freed them from the Egyptians and led them out into the wilderness where the children of Israel obeyed God fully and everything was wonderful. No, that's not what happened. Soon after they got into the wilderness, they became impatient with God and they built an idol. It's no different today. It's still the same today. We are still under the same sentence, but for one thing, Christ and Him crucified. Just recently, there's been a lot of discussion about winning and losing. Just turn on the TV and look at it. We're winning. No, you're not winning. Well, we're shifting focus. We've already won this part. We're going to shift focus and win something else. It's no different. Several years ago, we have won. No. One country withdrew troops, and now you declare victory. No, you lost. No, we won. No, you lost. No, we won. 
Jesus sits on a donkey, rides into Jerusalem. Victory! Victory! Then he gets hung on the cross. Defeat. Jesus won. No, he lost. No, he won. It's clear that we can mess up so many things in this world. We don't even know what winning is and losing is. Now, ain't that something, huh? You would think that we could tell a winner from a loser. And yet, the words of Jesus echoes once again, God forgive them. Forgive who? Those people that hate Jesus? No, not only. Everyone. Well, why should God be forgiving everyone? Because God created everyone. This world belongs to God. It doesn't belong to this nation or that nation. It doesn't belong to this group of nations against that group of nations. It all belongs to God. And I'm going to tell you something that you already know. But hopefully, when we say it with, with the, the shadow of how the world is going and winning and losing and all of these things, Because we need to really pitch it against a, an ongoing battle. Well, well let me do that for it. Let, let me do that for you. Let, let's set the picture. You have somebody who is infiltrating another nation. Let's say the world. Let's call that enemy, Satan. Now, Satan can come at you in many ways. He can come at you like a snake or something like that, and he can woo you into all kinds of things. He can come at you in a way to where your anger is misdirected towards something else. For instance, where you have a a couple who, who march down the aisle and they are joined in marriage, what God has joined together, let no one break apart. <clears throat> but you let those two start arguing about how much this one does as opposed to how much this one does and how much money this one's spending as opposed to this one's spending and how this one snores and that one doesn't snore or how how this one is being unfaithful perception-wise or maybe actual-wise, or how this one abuses this right as opposed to that right, and you can change this loving couple into sworn enemies. Are these evil people? No, they're not. Many of them are actually God's children. They're Christian. And yet, such anger 
can well up inside one of God's children towards another of God's children. You know who the source of that is? That, my spouse, my ex-spouse. No, Satan. Oh, he got you there, didn't he? And all this time, you've been going to Bible study, and you've been hearing how Adam and Eve, you know, God said don't eat the, the apple from the tree. It's not even really an apple. It's fruit from the tree. I don't know where the apple, the apple that keeps the doctor away. It must be an apple. Anybody could, could obey that one, right? That was, there wasn't even ten commandments. There's one. And it's not about, well, the woman did it and then convinced the man. Ain't that the way it goes? Ha <laughs> ha, come on, fellas. Give me a witness. It's not even that. It's a desire, even from innocent people, to know everything. Why? You know, the good part of that is, is that, that, that as God's children, we are creative, and, and we want to know, and we want to be just like God. But you know, that's exactly what Satan said as he was getting thrown out of heaven, is he says, I'm going to be just like, I'm going to grow up to be just like my daddy. But he's not. And guess what? You and I are not either. But hey, Satan's roaming around here like a roaring lion, seeking, to wh seeking whom he may devour. And we don't even see him, do we? Which leads us to the other. There's two other ways, right? So Satan can come and talk to us. Satan can, can show up and he can show us mighty, mighty signs. We can get scared and we can follow him. Or Satan can make us angry at someone else who is also a child of God, and, and disturb us. Or Satan can be invisible and attack. Now, isn't that great? That's a good trick, right? Somebody invisible attacking you, and you can't see them? Pop. Pop. That's not fair. But Satan's got one, even, one trick that's even better than that. And it's kind of like a takeoff on number two, and that is that, that Satan can make us think that we're attacking ourselves. And it's like suicide, where you kill yourself, you take yourself out because you become your, your own worst enemy. And unfortunately, I see that far too much. God, forgive us. We know not what we do. We don't even know who's fighting what. We think it's all about us. And it's about countries. And it's about, don't you know that this is all going to get wiped out? Because God himself has decreed it? Don't you realize that when we read scriptures, that all of the things that have happened have already been decreed by God and followed through and fulfilled. Do we not know this? Well, of course we do. But we're no different than the disciples or any other 
people who, while Jesus is trying to do something, you know, he's trying to do something important. And what are we doing? Check what's going on here. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear you. Yep. Yeah. Right. This is my body. Mm-hmm. Got it. Oh, I won that level. Finally, I've been trying to win this level for. <laughs> Isn't that sort of the way it is? We come to church and half the time we're distracted. And you realize that there's a battle raging out there and we can't even see the battle. Are there bombs dropping? Absolutely. Are there lives being laid waste? Absolutely. Are there people rejoicing? Yeah, in so many ways. That centurion, that centurion, before we, before we, uh, we, we get all impressed with the, with the centurion, the centurion, seeing what happened, praised God and said, surely this was a righteous man. Well, he got a few things wrong. But the fact that this centurion knew righteousness when he saw it, he probably didn't even go far enough. You don't know how righteous Jesus is. And a lot of people judge Jesus that way, too. How can somebody who dies win? Hmm. Curious. And the centurion, looking at that, goes, was. Well, past tense does not define Jesus. Because Jesus is Yahweh. Yahweh is present tense. I am. Not I was. I am, which means Jesus is still alive. How can you beat somebody who can't die? How is this possible? It's not. Well, I want to get some of that. You got one of those pills that I can take and not die? See, I can, I can feel the wheels turning, right? Which is a good thing. Because you think, oh, I know where he's headed now. And that's faith speaking because, there, it, and it's not a pill, is it? But it is a revelation. It is God speaking to you. And you realize that you too can live forever. Even though we die, we live. And those people who have no idea of the battle and no idea of what's really going on out there, say, what? What kind of nonsense is that? Even though we die, we live. Oh, my. I've never heard such dribble in my life. Well, let me tell you something. We're not fighting. This battle is not for land, it's not for turf, it's not for this cause or that cause, it is for our very souls. 
And maybe we know this. Maybe we don't. Maybe we forget. Just like the disciples, who once again, they're checking their phones while Jesus is, is changing the Passover meal, giving them his last will and testament. They're arguing about who's the greatest. And we're still arguing about who's the greatest. Can this army whoop this army? Look it up on YouTube. Oh, boy, let's think about that for a while. What if this army got together with that army, and then that army got together? Who would whoop who? And I've often said it. If all the armies decided to get together and try to whoop up on God, yeah, but they've got nukes, aircraft carriers. they got this newest fighter. They've got fighters that... People don't even have to be in the fighters, right? Unmanned fighters. Shoot. It's coming a time where we won't even have to send people. We just send machines and conquer. But the minute God shows up, he is the ultimate power. The minute God shows up to the fight, all of the living Human beings drop dead. Why? Because God is holy. He is holy. And when he shows up, all sin flees like roaches. When you turn on the light in the morning, well, now this might not happen in your house, but in some houses it might happen. Might happen in some people's cars even. Unfortunately, it does. But when you turn on the light, it just off into the corner. Because that's what darkness does when it encounters light, is it flees into the corners. And you can see it. You can go back behind the corner and you can, oh, oh, there's a little bit of that darkness right there. But the minute you take a flashlight and shine it, it goes away, doesn't it? It finds another place. This is how God is. And when God shows up, everything that is sinful in us flees and it rips us apart. This is what judgment is going to do. This is the sentence that we are all under. But have no fear. When this happens to us, when death calls and we enter, and when God calls us before him in heaven, he is going to take charge of that operation. Why? Because we are his children. What's going to last? The works of Christ that have been bestowed on us. So we who have been joined in Christ are going to survive this judgment. We're going to we're going to go through the fire and come out the other end and we're going to be blazing, blazing, shining like gold because of what Jesus has done and because of, what, of God's pronouncement that we will make it through the fire. Will we, will we be 
be purified? Yes. Will we be us? Yes. This is the miracle. Will we be out of the fight? Yes. Will we finally be where we're supposed to be? Yes. Will it be on this earth? Not this earth. No. But I don't know. I don't know if heaven's going to be finally here or there or whatever. It can be wherever God wants it to be. And it already exists. And I'm not going to pretend to know where it is. Let's see, where is heaven? Nah, I'll look it up later on Google. Where's the address? <laughs> For peace. My phone doesn't even address it because my phone isn't Christian. It doesn't understand where heaven is. It would probably laugh at me. Oh, yeah, you're one of those. Yeah, well, you're my phone. If I'm going to throw you down and step on you, you're going to cease to exist. How about that? Here we are arguing with devices. Do we need to go any further? You understand what's at stake here? God created it. God is patient. God is fully invested through his son. And his son... Certainly, Jesus suffered and died. And in doing so, God included death into his large repertoire of what he does well, because Jesus died well. He died in battle. Can we call Jesus a veteran? Sure. Why not? Because he died a death that we will never have to die. He fought a battle that we will never have to fight. And to be honest, that we couldn't fight. So what do we do? We get on our knees and say, Lord, send me weapons, weapons, and more weapons. How's that for context, huh? Oh, you haven't been listening to TV? Well, look it up. Weapons, weapons, and weapons. After we're done here, not not while we're doing. No, put your phones down, please. And that's what we're doing. We are pleading to God for weapons. Lord, help me. Lord, protect me. Lord, fight for me. And the Lord says, I am and I have. Oh, by the way, I've already won. Satan doesn't know it yet. Or maybe Satan does know it. But, you know, he's pretty stubborn. Just like we are. Because sometimes we don't think that we've won. Sometimes we still walk around like losers. Sometimes we still fall into the same traps that Satan sets for us. Those little IEDs of life, right? And they blow up, you know, and we are wounded, hopefully not mortally. But man, the older you get, the more tired we get of getting blown up, right? Of suffering, of losing limbs, if you will. Of our hearts being broken. 
of being wounded. Indeed, we are walking wounded. But thanks be to Jesus, thanks be to God that he has overcome sin, death, and Satan. We have won. And this is what this week is all about. Yeah, I know. Palm Sunday, it's not even Easter yet. And pastor's already pronouncing victory. How dare he do that? We have Good Friday coming up. That's when we, that's when we have to come in here sad. You know, well, excuse me, but I already know. I read the end of the book. I already know what's going to happen. And I can't help but be joyful. And hopefully we can all, once again, keep that in. And whenever you go out and somebody says something stupid, which is going to happen. Heaven forbid I say something stupid to you because, you know, it's, it's highly possible. But somebody's going to do it. Somebody's going to hurt your feelings. Somebody's going to say something and they're going to show their ignorance. And they're going to show the same thing that you show when you say something stupid, Right? But listen to the words of Jesus. God forgive them. They know not what they do. And though that hurts a little bit, oh, I thought I knew what I do, but I know I don't. But once again, where's the victory? Thanks be to Jesus, who I know is going to rise from the dead because death can't hold him. God is even greater than death. And so God doesn't have a problem with death. I'm the one who has the problem with death because that's the way I think. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's dead now. That's it. It's over. No, it's not over. You die in Christ, it's just getting started. And it just got a whole lot better. And so we... Dare as Christians to say, death, where is your sting? Death, where is your victory? And the world says, what are you saying? When you're dead, that's it. Matter of fact, let's see, what happens after you die? Where do you go? Okay, well, you, you wonder about that. I know what happens. How do you know? Because one who has died and who is now alive has told me. And if that's not good enough for you, I don't know what to tell you. But you see, we as God's children, we know all of this. And then we forget. But then we know again. We forget again. And then we come back and we have an opportunity to hear again. And so our lives are just, you know, like this. Even though we have victory, we just can't help ourselves, right? Maybe we just love roller coasters. I don't know. But know this, that no matter how up and down we go, God is straight arrow. And in that straight arrow includes judgment, but it also includes mercy and forgiveness and all of the things that we love. Freedom. Freedom. That's there too. And it's all going to be given for us because Jesus was once alive 
Then he died. And then he's alive again. May we take to heart these words as we huddle down in our bunkers, in our cellars, while the bombs go off all around us. And, and I don't mean to, to, to give short shrift to people suffering today. But I'm going to tell you that this, we're, this battle that rages in this world and also in human life, one is for life and death, the other one is for our souls. It makes it just as serious. And that's why we're here. And so, as we once again get an opportunity to collect ourselves and listen to what God has to say, the one who begins and ends, let us rejoice that we are friends of God Almighty through Jesus Christ. Amen. We rise for prayer. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Almighty God, Christ our Lord did not count his equality with you something to be grasped, but humbled himself. Grant us a mind like his to spurn all worldly equality and humbling ourselves to find your greater portion in the life of the world to come. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, your son humbled himself to the point of death, even death on a cross. Fix the faith of your church fast upon his death for our salvation. Enrich the proclamation of this gospel and enliven our hearts to live out this faith until Christ comes again in glory. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, you sacrificed your own son on the cross that we all would be called your children. Increase the faith of all Christian fathers that they would receive Jesus and his sacrifice for them. And so be enlivened to sacrificial love for their children. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God and King, your son entered into Jerusalem as the ruler, the truth ruler, poised to lay down his life for his people. Grant that same mind to those in authority over us, that they would discharge their duty, even to the least among us, and to receive your commendation. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of hosts, your son Jesus came to deliver his people from all evil. Take away the fear of all who suffer in this world, especially those people who are uh, listed in our bulletin, who we continually uh, bring before you. And uh, for the, the family and friends of Dennis Darcy, who was laid to rest yesterday. And all those people who struggle in that battle, seen and unseen. As they await the fullness of their salvation, fix their eyes upon their crucified Savior. Lord, in your mercy. Yeah. Almighty God, your Son, 
humbly rode into Jerusalem to shouts of Hosanna so that he might give us righteousness and salvation by his death and resurrection. Mercifully grant that we would repent of our sins and rejoice in his presence as he visits us with his own body and blood in his holy supper this day. Lord, in your mercy, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We praise you, Father, that you have sent your Son, not in wrath but in mercy, as we enter this most holy week and ponder together the mysteries of your great salvation. Show to us the answer to your people's prayers of Hosanna, save now. In the passion, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We continue on page 208. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should all times and all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, everlasting, almighty God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin, death, and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Blessed are you, our Lord, our God, King of creation, for you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. In your righteous judgment, you condemn the sin of Adam and Eve who ate the forbidden fruit. You justly barred them and all their children from the tree of life. And yet, in your great mercy, you promised salvation by a second Adam, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and made him his cross a life-giving tree for all who trust in him. We give you thanks for the redemption you have prepared for us through Jesus Christ. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may faithfully eat and drink of the fruits of his cross and receive the blessed blessings of forgiveness, life, and salvation that come to us in his body and blood. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, and forgive us forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For that is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, 
When he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Peace of the Lord be with you always. We rise to the Nunc Dimittis on page 211. Let's pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same faith toward you and fervent love toward one another, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.
mission statement. As believers in Christ, St. Stephen Lutheran Church is committed to serving God by sharing the good news of Christ with all people. Let's rise for the mission statement. As believers in Christ, St. Stephen Lutheran Church is committed to serving God by sharing the good news of Christ with all people. Go in peace, serve the Lord. Amen.